Hi, this is Linda, aka Mommy Powers, and you're listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. Uh, Today I want to talk about an issue that many women suffer with, and I just wanted to share my experience, and hopefully you can share this podcast with others who might need to listen to it. So, today's topic is one that I know quite a bit about, and it is fibroids, uterine fibroids. I was plagued with them for years and even had an abdominal myomectomy a few years back. Um, That's a major surgery. The surgeon removed five fibroids from my uterus. The largest was the size of an orange. Yes, an orange. Um, Fibroids isn't a subject women like to talk about, but it's one that all women need to be made aware of. Oh, and before I go any further, this... Um, episode is going to be divided into part one and part two. So obviously this is part one. Okay, thanks. Getting back to where I was. Um, it's not a subject women like to talk about, but it's one that all women need to be made aware of. Heavy periods are not normal. When Aunt Flo comes for a visit and doesn't know when to go home, something's not right. If you have to change your pads every two hours or less, or if you have bought stock in Kotex or Tampax, you should make an appointment to be seen by your gynecologist. You may have fibroids and not even know it. Fibroids are lumps or benign tumors that grow in your uterus. They can also grow outside of your uterus. So you can have fibroids on the inside, outside, or in the walls of your uterus. They can vary in size from as small as a pea to as large as a grapefruit. A grapefruit, people. That's that's crazy. Fibroids tend to affect women who are in their 30s and 40s, although women of any age can have them. Many women with fibroids do not have any symptoms. If you're one of those women, consider yourself very lucky. Fibroid symptoms are not for the squeamish. So if you are squeamish, turn the volume down because you're not going to want to hear what I'm about to say. Symptoms can range from heavy gushing periods with clots and cramping, pain and tenderness in your lower abdominal region, or a feeling of fullness, low back pain, frequent urination or the urge to urinate, and pain during sex. There is no known cause of fibroids, although many doctors think hormones have a lot to do with it. Fibroids can make your monthly period unbearable. Women with fibroids have to change their tampons and pads frequently, and this can affect their daily activities. I would spend entire days in the bathroom, and I'm not exaggerating. Entire days were spent in the bathroom. If you suffer from fibroids, you may also be anemic, as sufferers tend to have low iron levels due to the heavy bleeding. Fibroids can make it difficult for some women to conceive a child. Fibroids have also been associated with miscarriages. I will touch on that subject at a later date, because unfortunately that is also something I have experience with. 
If you think you might be suffering from fibroids, please make an appointment with your gynecologist. Your doctor will give you a pelvic exam to measure the size of your uterus. If you have fibroids, your uterus will be enlarged. A normal uterus is usually the size of a pear. Um, my uterus was always the size of a three-month pregnancy. It was, it was big all the time. Your gynecologist will most likely schedule you for a sonogram. If you've never experienced a sonogram before, you're in for a treat. Be prepared to drink large amounts of water prior to the sonogram. This is necessary in order to get a clear view of your uterus. Yes, you will feel like you're going to burst. It's okay. You'll be allowed to use the bathroom as soon as the sonogram has been completed. If you have fibroids, they will show up on the sonogram. Once you know for sure whether or not you have fibroids, you can decide what steps to take next. If you do have fibroids, there are several options available to you. If you are nearing the age of menopause and your symptoms are bearable, you may decide to do nothing and just let nature take its course. Most doctors agree fibroids and their symptoms subside and sometimes disappear altogether once a woman enters menopause. If your symptoms are more severe and you're tired of dealing with them on a monthly basis, your doctor may suggest starting you on birth control pills. These tend to help control your cycle and lessen the duration and amount of bleeding. And that's exactly what I had to do. I went on birth control pills and they did help for a while, a couple of years, and then it seemed like they just stopped working. If the pills do not work for you, you can opt to have your fibroids removed via surgery. Your surgeon will perform an abdominal myomectomy. This is where they go in and cut out the fibroids. You will have an incision similar to a C-section and require four to six weeks to recuperate. The fibroids that have been removed will not grow back, but there's no guarantee you will not get others. If you do not plan on having children or have decided not to have any more children, you may choose uterine fibroid embolization or a hysterectomy. Whatever you choose to do, the most important thing is to know what is going on with your body. Do not ignore your symptoms, get them checked out, and make an informed decision. Your body will thank you. This concludes part one. Now, we're going to get started on part two, the hidden dangers of uterine fibroids. And here we go. Okay, I just told you a little bit about my own personal battle with fibroids. I did undergo an abdominal myomectomy. It is a major surgery and five fibroids were removed from my uterus. The largest was the size of an orange. I told you that the fibroids that are removed cannot return, but there are no guarantees that new ones will not form. And that was the case with me. After several years after having my surgery, I was once again plagued, plagued with fibroids so I had to make an appointment with my OBGYN 
Um, I've been dealing with this for years. I was very much accustomed to the pain and everything else involved. Uh, the final straw, straw that broke the camel's back was uh, one month my cycle started and it just wouldn't stop. I was on my cycle for about 20 days. It was awful. I went to visit my uh, OBGYN. She was actually at my new GYN. And my discussion with her was quite an eye-opener. As I was talking to her and describing my latest symptoms, she stopped what she was doing, which was typing everything I said into my chart, looked at me and said, that's scary. She then went on to say that what I was describing was acute blood loss, and it could lead to a heart attack. What? Prior to this, all I'd ever worried about was anemia. No doctor had ever told me that all this blood loss could lead to a heart attack. My new OB told, OB, she in, told me that the acute blood loss could lead to a heart attack because my heart was working overtime trying to replace all the blood I was losing. Things had just gotten real. It was time for me to make some major healthcare decisions. I couldn't go on the way I was. First thing I decided to do was get a Lupron injection. My doctor told me the injection would stop my cycle. It's given once a month for several months, but it cannot be used long term as it can be harmful. I was really scared about getting the Lupron injection. I had heard bad things about it. And I mean, I'd heard things about it, but I never really paid attention to it. It was one of those things where like, if it doesn't affect you, you don't really pay attention. So once she said Lupron injection, I was like, wait a minute, I know I've heard something about that and it wasn't good. I went ahead and consent, consented to have the injection anyways, just because I couldn't go on the way I was. I mean, 20 days on my cycle, it was awful. Once I had the injection, I came home and read up about it, and I was terrified. I mean, women have had this injection and gone on to have horrific side effects, just awful debilitating side effects so before you agree to the injection Lupron injection please do your homework which I didn't I was just so at the end of my rope I just wanted anything any type of help luckily for me I did not have any side effects from the Lupron injection um, my fibroids basically ruled, were in charge of my life for many, many years. If you have fibroids, you need to look up, research all your options. 
fibroids need to be taken seriously. Don't suffer in silence. Tell your doctor everything that's going on with you because your life might depend on it. So I had the Lupron injection and it took it a few days, but it did work. It did stop my cycle. And shortly after that, um, we made plans to schedule me for a hysterectomy. I mean, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I knew I wasn't going to have any more children and I just wanted to be done with the monthly battle, the hassle. I mean, my cycles had gotten very unpredictable. I mean, it used to be like clockwork. I knew exactly when I was going to have a cycle. I was prepared. But as the fibroids increased, my cycles were very unpredictable. I never knew when I was going to be starting my cycle. You know, I was afraid to make any type of plans, vacation plans, or just anything. I mean, I was always like, oh gosh, you know, am I going to get my cycle today? Am I going to be hemorrhaging everywhere it was bad I mean when you have to change your pad your sanitary pad like every half hour and you have a tampon on a super size tampon and you're still having to change your sanitary pads every half hour that's that's too much. That's no way to live. You know, and my cycles would last, my average cycles would last seven to nine days. When they were messed up, like the last one I had, 20 days, that was, I mean, that was debilitating. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. I was literally spending my entire days and nights in the bathroom. So, I hope that this episode has been helpful to you. I hope that you now know what to look for, what the symptoms of fibroids are. I will say fibroids are more common in African American women and Hispanic women. They also tend to be hereditary. My mother went through the same exact things I went through. So if you have a family history of fibroids, it's definitely something you need to be concerned about. Um, If you start having any symptoms of fibroids, please get it checked out. Uh, The sooner the better. So they can help you. The doctors can help you. The doctors can put you on a path as far as what to do, what not to do, medications, options. This isn't something you want to deal with by yourself. Fibroids will not get better on their own. You will only get more fibroids. Um, They will grow. They will become large. Please, fibroids need to be taken seriously. You do not need to suffer in silence. Make an appointment with your OBGYN. If you do not have an OBGYN, go to an urgent care 
let them know what's going on. They can refer you to someone. Just please take care of your health. And there are options out there. I mean, you don't have to suffer in pain every month. You don't have to spend an entire week in the bathroom. There are options. There are things you can do, things that can and will help you. So that was the end of part two. I will be back tomorrow with more. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast.